Amen. As we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we are happy to see all of you this evening. Amen. Uh, you may take your seats to the worshiping team. I'm, I'm in the worshiping team. They can go back to their seats while we read a portion of a scripture. Uh, we traveled very well to Zimbabwe uh, by God's grace. Amen. We've got greetings from them to you. Amen. Now, without waste of time, we'll talk more about it on Sunday. But Zimbabwe is got a special place in our hearts. Amen. The believers there are, uh, have got a special place in their in our hearts as much as we've got a special place in their hearts. Amen. So it's a, it's a wonderful place to be in sometimes. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 uh, from verse 1 so Kalo Funda who verse Lukala It says Though I speak the tongues of men and of angels and have no charity, I'm become a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. No man ikulum and is lean is a bandu, nezes in gilosi. Gepa, ginganalo utando, gitusi, elekemazayo, nenzimbi, enlitai. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. Noma, kino u profeta, gikonda izi mpiklangalo zonke, nukwazu konke. Noma, kino u kolwa konke, ngangokuba, ningakuluza izi ndaba, kepa, nini nalwa kutando, angiyindo ya luto. And though I bestow all my goods to fit the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have no charity, it profiteth me nothing. Noma ngabela bampofu konke inginako. Noma nginigela umzimba wami ukuba ushiswe. Kepa nginginalo utando akungisizi ngalutu. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Utando luyabegezela. Utando lumneme. Aluna mhawo. Utando Doth not behave itself unseemingly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Aluzi party mungafanele, aluzi fane 
Okay, alu zifuneli ogwano, ali munuki, ali nakupu. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Alu togozi mounga lungi, kepa lutogoza ipeniso. Beareth all things and believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Lubegezelela is into zonke, lekholwa hizo zonke is into, lutemba is into zonke, lukuta zelela is into zonke. Charity never faileth, but whether, whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Utando alusoze lwapela. Kepa, nukuba kukona ukuprofeta, kuya kukawuka. Nukuba kuizilimi, zia kungamuka. Nukuba kungwazi, kuya kukawuka. As we pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, it speaks about love because you are love. Love is eternal. The prophet has taught us that hatred is not eternal, but love is eternal. And this morning, I would like, this evening, I would like to believe that we are the products of love. And that is why, as we read this scripture, there's just something in the depth of our souls that resonate with this scripture. Amen. Because it, it speaks about our nature. And this evening, we would be speaking around this great subject to your children, Father, and believing that when we come to the end of the service, each and every one of us can go home and do an introspection and say, God, how do I measure up? Amen. We are not just coming to church as a social gathering. We are coming here because we understand the danger of the time in which we find ourselves living in. And I believe every man and woman in this building believes that without the weight in the end time, we are nothing. Amen. Without the weight in the end time, we cannot overcome. And that is why my hope this evening, and I believe their hope this evening, is based on the unadulterated word of the living God. Amen. Lord, we expect that you speak to us in a very unrestricted manner. There should not be anything that restrains you from speaking to us because we love you. We've got a relationship with you. And this relationship is stronger. You can speak whatever you want to speak to us and we'll remain loving you because you are our Father. As we committed the reading of the way to you, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. While you take your seats. Amen. I think we we just want to thank for thank Brother Dipari for standing in the gap on Sunday. And speaking on a, a beautiful thought on Sunday about wrestling for your blessings. Amen. So I believe you were blessed. Uh, some of uh, the believers shared with me how 
the message was a blessing. Um, yet to listen to it tonight and just to be blessed as well. Amen. But it's, it's good to have brothers that can stand in the gap. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, and then just continue praying for them as they are part of the local ministry. They are there for your own benefit. Amen. You can benefit as much from them as much as you pray for them. Amen. And, and you know, the church must develop a, a motherly spirit. Amen. A, a church can raise its own ministers. Uh, you know, wouldn't it be great to see somebody going on a global scale and you know that we remember when he started preaching. While others are harvesting, you know when it was planted. Amen. So uh, that's why I always have a high regard for uh, our church there in, in Lewa Homo. Uh, one day I had gone home and then I was looking for something in the in the in the wardrobe uh, for some reason I came across my first suit that I wore as a minister I was 14 years old. I looked at the suits, it was so small. And I said, but what was I saying when I was in the small suits? And I began to search for old notes. Because I had an old notebook. And I went through, I found it. And I went through the notes. I said, God, I thank you for the patience of those people. Uh, that means they really loved me to, to bear with me speaking in the manner that I spoke because it was just in a very simple way. Amen. I remember the table we had a, a table that we used, a, a teacher's table that we used as a pulpit. It was coming somewhere across my chest. And I saw myself growing until the stomach was above the table. And I said, oh, it was just God in so, as a church, you, you are responsible to reproduce. Reproducing means that can take the gospel forward. 
And when they stand here, support them with amen. Pray in your heart and say, God, direct our brother for our own benefit. Amen. I don't believe that the pastor, the God only operates around the pastor. Uh, God is not, doesn't work like that. God can pick up any vessel and use it mightily. And I want to reaffirm the confidence that I've got on all the brothers that come here and minister. It's not as easy standing here. It's like you are hanging yourself before the public and they are checking your thoughts, they are checking what... It's not easy. That's why after they have preached, I I spend time with them and reaffirm that you were on the right course. Amen. I hope you do the same as well. When you are blessed, you go to them and say, it was a blessing. Amen. So God bless you, brother, everybody, for that uh, wonderful thought. Amen. And when I think Brother Mpanyano will give a report on Sunday regarding Zimbabwe, I requested him to do so. Every time when we are in Zimbabwe, things that we see boggles our minds. It it shows how people have put their egos aside for the sake of the gospel. And you you wonder, then you realize these men are not into it for money. They are not into it for recognition. They are into it for the advancement of the cause of the gospel. I mean, you look at Harare. Uh, we were told that Pastor Chisa ordained 30 pastors around Harare alone. Every, every suburb has got a church and a pastor. And Pastor Chisa was telling Brother Mpanyan and I, we don't want people to catch a taxi to go to church. We want them to walk. Um, but like I, but when we come here at home, we want to be headquarters. That's, that's not right, but it will change as we as we travel, we learn it, we fine tune our vision. It should change. Amen. Are we together? That's right. Now, this evening, I just want to speak about divine love. Amen. 
I, I guess we all agree that God is love. And there are certain principles on a Christian journey that we can never outgrow. They become relevant during the beginning of the journey, during the middle of the journey, and during the end, towards the end. Amen. And I believe that Divine love is one of them. You you cannot have God and be without love. Uh, When God moves into you, you will love automatically. Uh, A child of God is like a dove. Uh, it does not have a, a dove does not have a gall. Uh, because why the diet that it eats does not warrant for it to have a gall. Uh, but any other bird has got a gall. I don't know how many have ever seen a gall. Because normally, as we grew up, we killed our own chickens. I still need to, I still want to, but I think I'll shock my white neighbor. Amen. So, when you kill the chicken, and then you, you'll cut it into pieces, she, she remove the, the intels, the then while you are busy with that the the, the old ladies they tell you that you need to be careful around the girl because if you can somewhat cut through the girl the girl has got some green stuff they believe that should it spill on the chicken uh, the chicken will not taste nice are we together so a believer does not have a girl because that girl is meant to store bitterness so a believer must never have a room where they store bitterness. A believer is a, is a product of love. And you know we've got the different levels of love. The divine love is the agapo love, it's God's love. And then you've got the filial love. A filial love, it's a very disappointing form of love. Because if it is stretched to the limits, it does get exhausted. Amen. Have you ever seen, so there are some people when you first meet them, they can love you and shower you with praises. Yeah. Uh, 
three months down the line, they change, you wonder what happened. And because human love has got limitations. So when somebody says, I love you, uh, that love is I love you until and when until has come uh, people change they become strangers so so uh, you cannot base even on divine on filial love actually agapo love must even operate in our marriages because Female love has got limitations. Human love does end. Then when you drop down, there is what we call lust. This is what the young boys will go around. They call it Eros love. Uh, they last 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 has got limitations when when you last after somebody uh, and, and they hear me out young people marriage is not a cue for last if a lustful young man gets married, it's like putting fuel on fire. Are we together? So a lustful young man must not get married. You must overcome the spirit of lust before you enter marriage. Are we together? Because lust is just enough to bring you on the altar. But, but marriage is quite a journey. Uh, yes, marriage is a journey. There are kind of times when the marriage comes under pressure. That's why I don't believe in this fairy tale that there is a perfect marriage. The perfect marriage is that of Christ and the bride. Marriage is work in progress. Real marriage have got uh, marriages have got disagreements. But what makes them to remain together? It will depend what brought them together. Uh, I can tell you, young man, she may look very with glittering eyes. But after the altar and after a few, few months down the line, those lies don't glitter anymore. Hallelujah. It's a time of responsibility. Hallelujah. There's an there's a hormone that they call oxti oxtison. Am I pronouncing it right? Yeah. Oxtisin. Yeah. Oxtisin. Yeah. It's what it's what makes young people to get excited when. 
they first meet each other. And then they say, love at first sight. That hormone does get reduced over time. But it will depend whether it was backed up by character. Then it drops down until it just becomes filthy. That's why it's uh, things that are taking place at pornographic level, that is how low things can get. But a believer's objective is the agape love. When a believer is filled up with agape love, uh, you love God unconditionally. As much as he loves you unconditionally. I think in the end time, the love of many is beginning to get colder and colder. That is a sign that people are moving away from God. Because when you come closer to God, that's more you become loving. Amen. I was reading about a, 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 during the time of Hitler, during uh, the World War II, Hitler commanded all religious groups to unite so that he could control them. Then uh, the church during his time were split into two. Those that complied with the order of Hitler and those that rejected the order. Those that rejected the order were subjected to uh, prosecution, persecution and then many died in the concentration camp. Now, after the war was over, there was a feeling of bitterness, uh, tension between the two. Until the time they realized that it did not reflect the church very well. Until the leaders retreated somewhere. And then when they got there, they spoke about their hostility and bitterness. And through prayer, they yielded themselves back to God. And that dissolved their hatred. And I believe that in the message, we need that. I think there is a hatred that must dissolve in the message. I I believe that the walls that are building camps must crumble. I I believe believers must 
must come into the unity of faith. And believers must love them, each other irrespective of their differences. Uh, I have realized that we concentrate so much on what divides us rather than on what unites us. Anyway, when we concentrate on our differences, it creates a condition of a desert. You know, when you are full of of love, you attract the blessings. And when you, you, are, you are full of hatred, then it, it can bring diseases to you. But Christ says, this will people know that you are my disciples. Not when we've got fleshy churches. Not when we've got eloquent sermons. But when you love one another, then the people will know that you are my disciples. Hallelujah. When love prevails amongst believers, especially in times of strong disagreement, it it presents itself to the world as an indisputable mark of a true follower of Jesus Christ. How do we know that you are a believer. When you've got the ability to love in the midst of your persecution. When you've got the ability to love in the midst of your rejection. You know, we need to come to the time, Brother Branham says, the greatest thing that a believer has got, it's a committed life to God. That means what you cannot control, then we commit it to the Almighty God. That is a privilege for being a believer. And I can tell you if you can be angry with somebody and you kneel down and pray for them, they get reduced to a level where you just see a poor soul that needs God. Do you hate somebody? You have not prayed for them. When you pray for them, you bring something in your heart that is connect you to God. I hope we are together. Now in the Miss message, the oneness of unity, paragraph 14, the prophet says, Jesus would not permit his disciples to preach the gospel until they received the Holy Ghost. Yet they had been honored to walk with him for three and a half years. They went fishing together. They did a lot of things together. But that was not enough. They had to go to Jerusalem to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Though they were holy men accepted in his sight but he would not let them to go preach 
until they waited up there and got all the differences out of them and then the Holy Spirit came. What the world needs today is that same feeling the feeling up. When the dumping out comes out it needs a feeling. What does that feeling do when it comes in? When you have doubts, it brings faith. When you have indifference, it brings love. When you have hatred, it brings fellowship. Then when the church of the living God someday will be united under one great head. And that will be the head of God. Then God into the unity of the body of Christ will be the governor and the king and the lord over the entire church under his control. Then she will be received up. I hope we get to the sequence here. There's got to be the feeling up first. She remove the doubts. She bring faith. She remove the indifference. She bring love. She take out hatred. She bring fellowship. Then God comes down. Then he becomes the head over the church. And when God becomes the head, then we are taken into the rapture. That's why you've got seven church ages. As they are building up, then they are kept by, they are kept by capstone. And the capstone is love. So a believer must have the virtues, the faith, the temperance, the knowledge, brotherly kindness and so forth then when you come to the last stage then God comes down and caps you with love a, a believer is somebody that is full of love are uh, we together brethren amen but what, what amazes me is that Paul says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have no charity, I become as a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge and though I have all the faith so that I could remove mountains and have no charity then I am nothing. Brother Brenham says I would rather have every gift absent in the church but have love in the church. So love, love is, the, is the greatest. Hallelujah. Hope we are together. Now, in this message, Brother Brenham, just to give you a background, uh, it was when the pillar of fire appeared over his head in 1950 at uh, in the U.S. They had challenged him on divine healing. 
And that there is no such thing as divine healing. Brother Bosworth said, Brother Brenham was not a debater. He was not a, a fussy person. And I have come to realize I was speaking to another pastor. He says, I don't want people to tell me the people that they differ with. It steals virtue from me. How many has it ever experienced to you when people talk to you and you lose virtue? You were you were this person bubbling about the made the gospel. But after the discussion it just comes. That's why a believer must guard the environments in which they walk into. And if certain relationships is still virtue from you, cut them. What doesn't sustain you, leave it alone. And if you, you leave it alone, it doesn't mean that you hate. But you can love at a distance. Amen. Now, Brother Brenham, uh, Brother Bosworth, said to Brother Brenham, if we leave the matter the way it is, the, the reporters are ready to report on this matter. And if they report uh, uh, negatively without us bringing our case, then we'll be in trouble. Brother Brenham, let me go and debate with this people. Then Brother Brenham allowed Brother, uh, Brother Bosworth to go. And Brother Brenham later came, you know that how it was staged that it was going to look like they were engaged in a brawl? Like they are fighting. So that they capture it and they bring they, they tarnish the reputation of the prophet. But I like what the prophet says. He says, you he, he speaks about that man. He says, imagine a man, a Christian talking like that. I can't imagine a man born again talking like that. I will tell you what. That's what he's going to be. Mr. Kipperman, which is an Orthodox Jew, Mr. I.S. a Roman Catholic, they come down and Mr. Ayas had said everything about me. A goiter had left a woman's throat standing there before. He said I hypnotized her. And oh ma, how he criticized me in the paper the day before. So I came down that night. They were all gathered 
in there. Thousands of them gathered. That's when I realized what friends meant. They came from the east and the west. Flew in by special planes. Trains and everything. Coming to the rescue. It didn't make any difference then whether you are a church of God or assembly or whoever you were. The truth was at stake. Brother, one day when the persecution comes, you will see the great ransom church of God stick together like that. Stone will go to the stone. You will forget whether you are this or that, whoever you are. When the persecution rises and communism sets in, the church of God will run together stone by stone. If you remember how they built the Temple of Solomon, they brought the stones from the different countries in the world. And when they were bringing them, there was not even the sound of the chisel that was heard. Those stones, they dovetailed. And today, we are the stones coming from different backgrounds. But when we come together, then we dovetail. Are you here? Now it says the church of God will run together. Stone by stone. The Solomon temple. They, one stone was cut this way. One cut that way. But when they came, they dovetailed. But when they went to putting her together, she went placed in together like that. That made the church of the living God. You are let differences will be forgotten then. There when one thing that all the full gospel people believed in which was divine healing when they realized that the truth was at stake they flew for as many as 500, 600 miles they came by planes they came by trains what was it? The thing that they believed in was at stake. Their friend was here which was the brother Brenham that they believed in and was was standing there to face it. And there it was. They wanted to come see to come through sticking with you that's the way to do it I'm a real Kentuckian together we stand divided we fall that's the way the Christians ought to be to stick together when you realize that the thing that you believe in it is at stake the message is under attack but that's where the brethren must rise up and stick together because the truth is at stake. This, this is not a time to entertain our differences. 
Brother say, I've got children. Sometimes Becky wants a red dress. Sarah wants a blue dress. And they debate about the colors. And I look at them and I say, all it matters is that it is a dress at the end of the day. This evening, the believers in the message must rise up and realize that all of us, heaven is our destination. And our little difference don't matter. And some of the differences that we've got don't even make sense. You, you know what happens today? We have robbed the gospel of its simplicity. The gospel is so simple. It's one hungry man finding the bread of life going to invite his friends and say, I found it. That's as simple as they are. But today, we debate whether the texture of the body of the, of the bread is it, is it fine enough? What is the flower that made it? Where was it planted? And yet people are dying. You know when churches, the more they fight, the more young people die spiritually. But I say, we need to rise up and be a prayerful church that embraces the message of the hour and bring a realization to our young people that this message is a real thing. How will it be? How will they perceive that it is a real thing? When mommy and daddy under the same message separate under the message. Amen. Separate. How will they know that it's powerful? When a pastor and a pastor fight under the message, they realize they say this is not a big deal. Let's join our friends in the world. But I've got a message for you. There is a church of God that is rising that will take its stance and the message will be effective through them. But where does it begin? We need to let God go of our hatred. We need to let go of our complexes. We need to let go of our perceptions and embrace the message of the hour. hope we are together here. The problem today, a lot of people claim to be message believers, but yet they are not. Being a message believer is not when you come to a message church. It's when you are spirit. As record with his spirit. That you are his child. Coming to church absolutely means nothing. As much as it is required. And when you, you have received, let me, I'm going to read on this, the impact of the Holy Ghost. Uh, in this message, why is it that so many Christians find it hard, so hard to live the Christian life? Why is it that so many Christians find it so hard to live the Christian life? People are not dedicated. People are not dedicated. 
And you can never bluff God. You can bluff other people, but you can never bluff God. God knows when you are serious about something. Even the devil knows when you are serious. Those two, these three, you, Satan, and God knows when you are serious. Others will just hear when you say it. But people are not dedicated. And yet they say God doesn't operate. God will never operate in a life that is not fully surrendered. When you see a human being fully surrendered to the way and yield themselves to the Holy Spirit, you see God moving in and changing events in their lives, fighting their battles, healing their diseases. But when you are a half Christian, you expect half results. That's the principle. That's how God operates. And the changes that our children are beginning to see that we are not serious about the message. I don't know. You don't know. Children in the message are dying. Well, they're still coming to church. You spend time with young people and you realize that we are in trouble. The the devil accesses them. They've got smartphones. They've got tablets. Uh, When we grew up, the tablet was a medicine. Today, everyone has got a tablet. (laughs) (laughs) They've got got laptops. (laughs) Young men cannot... Why are you wondering that our young men don't testify anymore? I mean, we observed. Maybe we'll touch on it when... uh, he comes here. But pornography is becoming a number one problem amongst the young brothers. They are addicted to it. It's accessible in their pocket. On their tablets. And it's messing up their minds. And they are sinking spiritually. Amen. So as a parent, if you become part-time Christian, I don't know what happens to your kids. But the devil is not playing. He's not playing. He says in this message that we will quote from, that's it. He says, when the Holy Spirit moves in, the tin cans and rats and lies, backbiting, 
Selfishness. Indifference with other Christians. All move out. And if you still have got them, it shows the Holy Spirit has never terraced out of your life yet. Get rid of rats. The Holy Ghost takes away them differences. It makes you full of love, joy, and peace. Satan just can't step his dirty foot on there. For your life is dead. And you are hid in God through Christ. Sealed by the Holy Ghost. Then what comes forth? The Holy Spirit is living there. Then the fruits will accompany the Holy Spirit. Are we together? But it says, but when the Holy Ghost is there, it just automatically loves. Hallelujah. What is the sign that you've got a Holy Ghost? To recognize the revealed word of your hour. But above, above that, when the love of God expresses itself through you, when people wrong you, you've got no bitterness. That love just flows through. That forgiveness flows through. Because you are connected to the great fountain. Are we here together, brethren? Amen. He says in this message, uh, the children of Israel, paragraph 21. The children of Israel, paragraph 21. Great revivals are sweeping out across the country. The people are one heart and one mind. They are just sending one to one another's church. Amen. They are sending one to one another's church. Right. Does it happen? <laughs> Not anymore. If a brother uh, repents in nail sprays, we want him to come to our church. We cannot refer him to a church next door. But Brother Bram say, when we are one mind and one heart, it doesn't matter where you are. Let them have their own preference. A church must never be a cage. People must be there because they want to be there. And if they want to be somewhere else, let them be released. And furthermore, don't hate them. Love them. And when you leave a church, be a good lever. Hallelujah. And talk good wherever you are. The problem today, people are not good livers, are good livers. They leave church not long. You just see a hook in church. Trying to fish from the same church. You say, what is happening here, brother? That's not a spirit of Christ. When they leave, we must not hate them. If we hate them, something is wrong with us. And when they have left, they must not fish. That shows something is wrong with them. You hear? 
You know, in other countries, they celebrate to bring a sinner into Christ. In South Africa, we celebrate from moving this believer from this church to our church. When one moves from this church to that church in heaven is zero effect. Well, what have you done? But when a sinner moves in, the whole heaven rejoices. He says the prophet. Let them have their own preference. And whatever a person believes, go ahead and believe that. But don't criticize the other men. Let's stay together and serve God. And I trust that God will do that. If he will show me favor this afternoon and heal these people before you, then you listen to my ways. Don't hold nothing against anybody. Don't hold nothing against anybody's church. Two wrongs don't make right, brethren. If somebody is wrong and you, you respond in a wrongful way, two wrongs never make right. But don't hold anything against anyone. Be a forgiving Christian. Even before they ask for forgiveness, forgive them. Because your Savior was hanging on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them. When His Spirit comes into you, it will do exactly the same. The problem today, people are obsessed with being right. But we don't need the right people, we need the just people. Because you can be right without being just. Don't hold nothing against anybody or anybody's church. Let's go together as one like brothers and sisters. Then the sinner on the outside will know that we really love Jesus. If there is no love between us, we make our faith to be of none effect to the sinners. In the world, they, they backbite one another. They betray one another. They hate one another. It's a dog-eat-dog world. But the church is here to present a different picture. Amen. Jesus said, this, this will all men know that you are my disciples. Because you shake one another's hands. No. Because you belong to the church. No. Because you love one another. All men will know you are my disciples. If you do not have love one for another, then we, you cannot be my disciples. That's what's holding the sinners back. 
But I believe that God will permit me this afternoon for this little city to prove his power and authority. Hallelujah. Remember friends, if you are black, white, yellow, red, American, Canadian, Mexican, wherever you are from, we are all one in Christ. Every one of us. God doesn't love one any more than he does the other one. He doesn't love me any more than he loves you. He doesn't love you any more than he loves me. So there we are. We are all one together in Christ. The problem today, believers have got complexes. It could be racial complexes, traditional complexes. People have got complexes in our time. But I say, let those all crumble and let us embrace one another as brothers and sisters. The devil thrives in a complex in complexes. Hallelujah. Building camps around you. We are the only one that sees it this way. That's not how it's supposed to be. When you receive a revelation and it is from God, you wish your brothers can get it. And when you know you are going to heaven, some people have got a carnal way of thinking of the rapture. They think when we get there, we'll be looking around. Where's brother so and so? Yes, they have not made it. We knew they are not going to make it. If your attitude is like that, you are not going anywhere. The attitude of a believer is say, let my brother go. Let my sister go. We are disagreeing, but I love them. I want to see them there. A church is not a political organization. A church is a spiritual place to prepare people for heaven. But what is happening today? Men have become power hungry. Yes, even including us as pastors. Hallelujah. That's why I deliberately make it this way. To bring these brothers to come and minister to you. To show it's not about Brother Madiba. Even if Brother Madiba is not there, it must go on. I'm not here to build my kingdom. If I wanted a kingdom, then I know where to build my kingdom. But in God's realm, that's not the way you build your own personal kingdom. But it's just to, it's to help to move the kingdom of God move forward. What? People must see Christ, not Madiba. Because to know Madiba is death. But to know Christ is life. So people must know Christ. This morning, this evening, we don't want to introduce ourselves to you. But we want to tell you there was a man from Galilee. And that man died for you. And he rose from the dead. And he came back again on Sunset Mountain. Receive him! And when you receive him, you become loving. Your tolerance levels goes higher. 
But today, believers are very impatient. Step on their toes. Their nature comes out. It doesn't mean that if I go to church, I'm a child or I'm a stupid person. Then you know. You have you have extracted the nature. It's there. Brother Brenham says, if God could have not saved me, I would have been a murderer. Yes, it was a short temper. But he says, when I re- when the day when I saw them making fun of me, and I just felt the inner peace, then I said, I know something happened to William Brenham. What about you, my brother? What about you, my sister? Do you have buttons that we must avoid? If we press them, it reveals your nature. Let me tell you something. A believer is somebody that appears like they are, they are foolish to the world. Because Christ says, I have taken the foolish things and I brought wisdom out of them. And I took the things that the world deems to be wise and I brought foolishness in them. If you follow Christ, you are going to appear as a fool. You are going to apologize for things that you have never done. You say it's unfair, but it's in your nature. That's how your master was. Father, forgive them. Because they don't know what they are doing. You know when that nature got into William Brennan? A couple were sitting there. And as they were there, they were busy kissing each other. And the Holy Spirit said to Brother Brennan, just speak to the weight and things will happen. Brother Brennan said, if I could have said die, they would have died. But he says, when that spirit came into me, I looked at them. Ooh, if it was us, we would have looked and said, this is the church of the living God. This is the third pool ministry. You die. But that's not how God operates. When that spirit got in, Brother Brenham looked at them and said, Father, forgive them. The spirit of Christ will always make you to stand in the gap. Amen. It's not there to prove itself. Brother Branham says, nothing shall enter that place except it's only a place where things enter that are perfect and let me say this too God will prove whether you have it or you don't have it will take into circumstances where you are mistreated if you are a Christian you are going to be mistreated but, but how you react. It will show your nature. But if you react contrary, it will show that nothing has come in. But if something has come in, I've I've seen with believers. Somebody when there's a trouble, just says, please forgive me. 
Maybe there is a, it was a misunderstanding from me. I think maybe it was my mistake. Yeah. And then they say, ah, brother, forgive you. And that one will move. Yeah, he was there. He was even asking for forgiveness. (laughs) Yeah, I had cornered him. He was asking for forgiveness. That one knows that he is the one that is wrong. But in order to win him, I had to go down as a believer. Because the righteous shall die for the unjust. Don't just want to be right. Be righteous. God bless you. Amen. Pen is it? Okay. Most put it in my jacket. That's worshiping song. I bless your name. I bless your name. I give
Amen. As we pray, dear precious Heavenly Father God, Father God, yet again, O oh God, a privilege and an honor it was, O oh God, to sit in your house tonight, yes. O oh God. Father God, and to come and feast on your word, O oh God. Heavenly Father God, you came down, O oh God, and you, you spoke to us the secrets of the word of God. Mm. Father God, so many times, O oh God, we, we tend, O oh God, to, to go astray, O oh God, and we call it human ways, O oh Lord. Mm. But yet, O oh God, your word is so simple, O oh God straightforward oh god father god tonight oh god as we go home oh god may we go and feast on this word oh god father god may we go and father god may our desire god be to have your love oh god father god and may we oh lord look through the eyes oh god that you saw us through oh god so that we can also oh god practice your love oh god heavenly father god may our lives oh god Father God, also be like Jesus's, O God, filled with the word, O God. Let it be so. Heavenly Father God, so that we will not see others' mistakes, O God. Yes. But instead, O God, may we, Father God, pray for, for our neighbors, O God. Heavenly Father God, for so many times, O God, we are guilty of that, O Lord. Mm. Father God, we pray tonight, O God. Father, as, as this is, Father God, your word tonight, O God. It's just yet again you perfecting us, O God. Mm. Heavenly Father God, it is true oh god that time is no more oh god because oh lord why would you speak of love oh god so deep oh god father god it's the headstone oh god yes father god it's the cap oh god and we say thank you that we could hear it tonight oh lord mm. heavenly father god as we disperse oh god now may we go and feast on this word love oh god father god may we father god go and practice it oh god father god as we expect father god as we thank you for your love oh god Father God, may we go and practice that love also outside, O oh Lord. We pray now, O oh Lord, Father, for our pastor, God, restore the virtue yes. that left him, O oh God. Heavenly Father, God, for, O oh Lord, it takes a lot to be able to stand, O oh God, and to be used, O oh God, through you, O oh God. We thank you now, O oh Lord. Father, may we go, O oh God, and just, Father God, just go and feast on it, O oh Lord. And may we return on Sunday, O oh God, expecting even more, O oh Lord. We so. thank you now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless. Um, and just give us a song. We'll see you on Sunday. Yes, there's a Nine o'clock. So, Bonalang is so on nine o'clock. Lira to la Jesus.